When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, it's me, Thomas Enders. Have you listened to my new podcast yet? Modern Talking just different now everywhere where you find your podcasts and it's really true you won't get closer to me anywhere else recorded in my living room i'm looking forward to meeting you now in your favorite podcast app modern talking just different we have a date acast helps creators launch grow and monetize their podcasts everywhere acast.com Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Hello, everybody. It's Friday. <laughs> it's FA Cup final eve, and we're excited. How excited are we? Alfred? Extremely excited, and I think my, my eardrums might just have popped there. Matt, how excited are you? Oh, I'm like a kid on Christmas morning, except more excited because I'm an Arsenal fan on FA Cup final eve. This is a warm haze of hope. Like, filling the room. We're all falsely expecting us to win the FA Cup tomorrow because that's what football fans do. Um, So today we've got a special. We're going to run you through some of the classics, 
uh, talk back some nostalgia. This is uh, an Arsenal, an, an, a pro Arsene Wenger podcast, because if there's anything Arsene Wenger does well, it's winning FA Cups. So today, there'll be no negativity around the manager. This is all positive vibes that we're sending the way at the boys hanging out in London Colney at the moment. We're with you. So the FA Cup final comes with a lot of memories, a lot of joyous, fantastic, glorious, um, pink-tinted visions and images of Arsenal players doing fantastic things. Uh, someone wanted to, uh, to do me the honour and, and hit me up with a good memory. Because you've got red hair, we love you, Freddie. Because you're, you're everywhere, everywhere, we, we love, love you, Freddie. Freddie. You're Arsenal through and through. I fucking love that song. It puts goosebumps on the back can of we, can we Can we find a clip of that song? Just because it's especially meaningful, given who we're playing on Saturday. Youngberg taking Chelsea on. He's got the better of Terry. Freddie Youngberg! Oh! produced two absolute stunners here and maybe Chelsea are now finished Freddie Jungberg scores for the second FA Cup final in a row no one's done that for 40 years that was Bobby Smith of Spurs this is Arsenal's day what a glorious day that was Arsenal clinching the double on a balmy early summer's evening at the Millennium Stadium. It just doesn't get much better than that, does it? Oh, you'd look at look at the names in the team. It's just like quality through and through. Like Ashley Cole, Tony Adams, Sol Campbell, Lauren, Seaman, uh, a front line of Thierry and Burkamp, uh, Vieira, Parler, Lundberg. Like what an unbelievable lineup. Carnu on the bench, Edu, Martin Keown, Dixon, Richard Wright. Oh, oh, the glory days, the glory days. You know what was amazing about that as well? You went into that game and you're like, there's no way we're not winning this. Yeah. Chelsea weren't a bad side. I mean, like I'm looking at some of the players that you know caused us some problems over the years. Like Jimmy, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was a good striker. Good uh, Johnson wasn't a bad player. Um, interestingly, I forgot that uh, Chelsea had Petit playing for them. Yeah. Playing for the the, the the enemy, like, but then you've got like he never really loved it the way he loved it at Arsenal, did he? No, no, I forget. I forgot that he even went back. John Terry on the bench, uh, crept uh, crept on at halftime. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a great day. And then we also have like the very famous commentary. Was it Tim Lovejoy? It's only parlor, <laughs> and he belted one in uh, on the seventieth minute. Still one of probably his greatest moment. So it was a great day, but. There's a part of me that sort of feels a bit anxious because, you know, there was only one team really going to win it that day. There was one team that was on great form, had won the league, came marching into the game, came looking to clinch the double. And there's a lot of similarities with Saturday, except unfortunately on this time, it's Chelsea who have got the belief, who have won the league, who are looking to clinch the double is there any way we can actually stop them? I think when you, I think when you look at the, the, the pampered baby ass thing that comes into Arsenal, like, yeah, sure, we're spoiled rich kids, but there's a lot of talent in that squad. And let, let, let's, let we not forget that we tanked Chelsea at the start of the season. 
3-0 convincingly. So we've definitely got it in there somewhere to play them off the park. Um, and on, on, a, on a one-off occasion where all of these players that think that maybe they're in the shop window have got something to prove, maybe they'll pull something out of the bag. I mean, if we, if we score a goal early on, uh, maybe the Chelsea players went out to celebrate the league title. Maybe they got a little bit drunk. Maybe even more. Maybe they did even more. Maybe they smoked a cigarette. I mean, maybe they will do it for Gabriel. You know, I, I love that what Manchester United did when, when Ibrahimovic got injured at the all-world T-shirts with his name on there. Maybe they will all just like pull it together and, and, and you know, win this game for Gabriel um, in, in just, just in pure sympathy. Um, but no, it, it feels like a, a game that we, that we could win. Um, I genuinely think that, that we could. We have everything to play for, um, weirdly. Um, because you know these players, there's a part of them that that likes winning. I think Ramsey has suddenly hit form and <laughs> in the thirtieth game of the season. In the thirtieth game of the season, and I think it really does stink of a Ramsey winner this this whole entire game. Don't you think? Uh, I, t- I tell you what, Matt. I told you that this po- this podcast was about positivity today, and you've you've brought down the mood already. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something right back at you. Maybe Arsenal this weekend channel their inner 2005 FA Cup final against Man United, where we took it to 0-0 in one of the most horrendous cup finals I've ever had to bear witness to. But also at the same time, one of the most glorious, beautiful wins ever. Like the look on Ferguson's face. Oh, it was wonderful. Vieira's last ever kick of a football in an Arsenal shirt. What a way. What a winner. Well, there you go, bringing down the mood again. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was that was his that was his final kick of the game. I remember um, uh, being at that game with my dad, completely smashed out of my face, and doing a video, uh, doing the video of Patrick Vieira's uh, final penalty. I've still got, I put it on the site uh, every now and then, but still, like, what a great moment! I think my, my uncle's a Leeds fan, and he was he was jibing at me about. Um, about Arsenal's situation. And he was basically saying that football is measured in the amount of parties you had. And he's like, in the last five years, I've had as many parties as you, like getting promoted and, and what have you and Johnson's paint cup. But uh, this, is, this is what the weekend's all about. Like, the, the season will soon be forgotten if we win there. But like, regardless, like, at least we get like, a bit of, there'll, there'll be at least a morning, morning's worth of drinking where we can all party away. Well, and- one of the best things about this game that has gone undocumented by the media is that it's a 5 p.m. kickoff, which means that we're going to have at least... The smile on your face when you say that. We're going to have at least six hours of the pubs open before things can go wrong. <laughs> I mean, some might argue things could go wrong before the game starts, but that's, it's at least six hours before we can concede. That was the same for the Villa Cup final as well. It was a late kickoff. And I don't remember a lot from the, I just sitting in my seat being completely hammered. I couldn't, I was trying to think back to all the games that I remember. And when I got into my adult life, I don't, I don't remember many of them, but Villa was particularly hazy. I think Hull was too. Wow. Five hours of drinking yourself. And Arsenal fans will go for it as well because the likely outcome isn't a positive one. Uh, so the best way to, to, to deal with that is to drink your way through the day. We're going to front end the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I don't see you guys with, with face tats uh, after this game, uh, I'm going to be disappointed. 
We've already. What would you get if you were going to have a face tat? Do you think, Pete, an Arsenal face tat? Uh, I'd get Arsene Wenger's face on my left eyelid. So every time I blinked, you'd see a bit of Arsene. I like it. Like that. What would you get? Um. Or what have you got? You look like the sort. No, I don't actually. I don't have any Arsenal tattoos. I think. Uh, I like the idea of having, I mean, it's a bit sort of meta, isn't it? Having a picture of a face on your face. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> what's, what's your face tattoo? Another face <laughs> of Arsene Wenger. Not his face. He's got another face. Uh, well, I'm almost tempted to say I'll get a tattoo if we beat Chelsea in the FA Cup. But that shows how low we've fallen that our highest expectation is an FA Cup win. But um, no, it's going to, well, it's going to be an unbelievable day. That's for sure, whatever happens. So since we've said that this is the party episode, uh, the FA Cup Eve special where we bring out the joy, made me think of a tradition that has stopped, something that we've lost that I'm really, really sad about. It's the FA Cup song. Like, do they make them anymore? And Like, when did we stop? Because, I mean, I, I remember some absolute crackers. I don't know what's... They just seem to have dropped off. I mean... Do you think it's like players and their image rights? They're like, oh, I don't want to be associated with something where people are going to be laughing at me in 20 years' time. Yeah, or is it... John pe- Barnes still still gets asked to sing that England one, doesn't he? Yeah, or is it just people don't value the FA Cup so much, they don't get so excited about it? Maybe Stan Kroenke did a, a quick uh, profit and loss prediction and worked out how many singles he'd have to sell to recoup his money. I think we've we've had a, we've had some great ones. I think when we when we when we dug around, we've got a couple of the very best. I think. <laughs> should we should we should we play one? Yeah, let's play. This one. was this was really the first FA Cup final that I remember clearly, and it was the FA Cup final in ninety two ninety three when we beat Sheffield Wednesday, went to a replay. Very rainy day. Andy Linegan scored in the very last minute and uh of extra time. And uh you look you listen back to the cup final, so what a song this was. <laughs> let's let's give it a listen. My favourite, mostly because it's the first song that I can remember from an FA Cup final, was uh, was Hot Stuff from 1998, cover of uh, of Hot Chocolate, absolute belter. Uh, I was just trying to remember whether we whether we'd sing it because I, I think the ch- I think the 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 perfect mixture for a football song is that fans have to be able to remember it. So three lines on the shirt was very chanty because it wasn't sung by anyone with particular talent for singing. But hot stuff, like that's a that's a soul singer dropping those things. But I, I remember when it came on. I was like, oh no. But I it's don't, amazing I, what the human voice is capable of after eight points of Stella. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. But it was, um, but an absolute 
an absolute classic, like very highly produced. I don't know who I don't, who produces it. Is it is it come from the club or is it like fan led, like they, the away boys? They should have got a uh, they should have got a winners medal. Whoever did this. If you have any more stories about the FA Cup songs, I've got a stat. The original FA Cup song, the first ever recorded, was by Arsenal in 1930, but it didn't become a fad until 1971. And if you can top that, Matt, I think I might be able to top it. Give it a go then. As you guys know, as well versed Arsenal fans, we've got a great song about. Uh, called She Wore a Yellow Ribbon and it talks uh, we sing about a woman wearing a yellow ribbon in the month of May uh, and going to Wembley to see Arsenal play and we're trying to figure out where that came from and we've actually found the original song that it comes from so we'll play you a clip of that and the reason is because when we won the FA Cup in 1971 and in a year before that that we'll look up pretty quickly after we play the clip uh we wore yellow so the combination of this song and those statistics is why tomorrow you will see people walking up Wembley way with uh yellow ribbons in their hair so i think that's a pretty good stat that's a great stat let's uh, let's play the original So if that was the original from John Wayne, 
then this is Arsenal fans' remix of that original. say in advertising uh, to our clients what does good look like matt what does good look like uh, uh not 5 p.m 7 p.m what does good look like we have to win the game and we have let's let's take ourselves forward to 7 p.m we would have drunk a lot of beer possibly some spirits we're going to be really really drunk and what we want to do is take all that alcoholic energy and spend the night celebrating wherever it may be, Upper Street, somewhere in the centre of town, Baker Street, wherever. Um, what we don't want to be doing is wandering slowly home with our flags at half-mast and uh, having taken a real pasting from Chelsea. So the big question is, how do we do that? How do we win? i uh, going to play a deep block, eight at the back, uh, and replicate what uh, United did to Chelsea um, at home when they beat them 2-0. It's pretty convincing. They took Kante out of the game and they nullified uh, Eden Hazard. It wasn't pretty, but it was brutally effective. The question is, does Arsene Wenger have that pragmatism deep within his soul to do that? Because let's be fair kind of did it against United in 2005. I don't know whether that was tactical, um, but we kind of had a go at something that looked mildly strategic. Like what Wenger can't go and play and go all out against Chelsea because we'll, we'll get annihilated. And he knows that this is the most important game of the last 10 years for him because if he goes into contract negotiations with a 4-0 drubbing against his name, he's not going to get what he wants. So... The question is, how, 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 how far against his own footballing philosophy will he go to secure that FA Cup win? I mean, it's definitely going to be Ramsey versus Kante. But who is going to nullify Hazard? I just don't really understand who in our squad is going to do that job at the moment. Kieran Gibbs? <laughs> <laughs> the Arsenal <laughs> opinion's favourite player, Kieran Gibbs. Yes, Gibbsy. Um, he, he 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 will probably have a good crack at it, but no, I I think <laughs> well, I think probably won't. <laughs> I think we'll probably need two or three three players there and Chaka to be all around the pitch. No, um, in in all seriousness, I think we definitely need Coquelin, uh with a high press oh. running around like crazy like he like he usually does being kind of the new flamini and for him to really you know stop things where they start for chelsea uh, at the at the depth of mis- midfield i also hope that jacka will take good care of i mean if it's going to be fabregas uh, playing against us because of the irony um he needs to have the game of a lifetime and you know the wing backs are going to destroy us, so we we're just going to have to beg for whoever the makeshift defense is at the back is going to be playing for Gabriel. The problem I think we're going to have is that 
I don't think Chelsea are going to come on to us at all because I think they know that we make mistakes. And they, they also know that they're very defensively solid. And so I think they're just going to sit back. They're going to wait for us to come on to them. And then they're going to hit us with devastating efficiency and pace on the counterattack and tear holes in a back line and defensive midfield that has no discipline. And they're going to, they're going to give us hope. We're going to start the first 15 minutes. We're going to go, oh, we're playing quite well here. We're looking like, you know, we've got some decent possession, even though we're not doing much with it. And then bang, we're going to be a goal down, hit on the counter, probably between that space between the, uh, the left and right-sided centre-halves and the full-backs cause, or the wing-backs. I think they'll be pushing up. They'll leave acres of space behind them and, uh, and we'll get caught. Yeah, this, the, the, the struggle that I have with this game is that Chelsea only needed 30% possession to score four past Spurs in the semi-final. Um, so that's against a team that has a lot of discipline, high energy, a really aggressive uh, press, and they dealt with that. I don't see what we can bring to Chelsea that's going to cause problems because I, 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 I'm kind of with you, Matt, in the sense that I think Arsenal give it away in midfield. Like you don't have to put much pressure uh, on us to give it away in midfield. Um, Xhaka doesn't get protected. He's not particularly uh, mobile and he won't have a lot of time and he doesn't deal very well with being hustled. Um, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. (laughs) Aaron Ramsey has absolutely zero discipline and I have no faith in him being able to um, keep his mind on the game for 90 minutes. And also like kind of a weak character, um, in my opinion. He certainly hasn't showed any grit since 2013. Um, and, only four years ago. So. Yeah, and and then what, what do you like? What, what do you what do you hope for in this game? Like, you need some sort of stability. And if you play Cochrane, you get a, a certain type of performance. He'll run around like a headless chicken, but he's not a he's not a smart player, and he can he can pass five yards, and that's about the extent of of his of his discipline. So unless we're just hoping for a really bad day at the office um from Chelsea, but uh, I don't see how that's going to come. They look very motivated and they wanted to deliver that double. Um and the big question is do the Arsenal players want to deliver Arsene an FA Cup final? I mean I'd, I'd hope that personal pride comes out to play. What do you think Alfred? Well, I think imagine if someone managed to do some hypnosis on Ozil and tell them that this is ludicrous. This is not a big game. It's not important. Don't worry, no one is watching. And he could have, you know, the, the match or the game of, of a lifetime. Because it's weird how we don't expect Ursel to show up at this game, that he's not even a he's not even, you know, a parameter when we discuss how to win or, or why to lose. Like we wouldn't we would never thought of Ursel actually being the match winner here or, or doing anything. Um and a little bit the same goes for, for Sanchez because he needs other players to turn up for himself to turn up in a way. So, you know, your point about this being a shop window is an interesting one because this can be when Ursel and Sanchez for the first time turns up and delivers like world-class players in a final. I actually think Sanchez is going to be all out on Saturday, as you'd expect. but. I think he is our one hope. And I think that hope is that we score first 
And Sanchez has the ability to pull something out of nothing, whether it be a long-range effort, whether it be a free kick. Um, and I think, and I've said this before, and it hasn't happened, which is our only hope is to score early and score the first goal. Because if yeah. we can do that, then we can build the confidence. It enables us to play on the counter, which suits us. I think we're better on the counter um, because it doesn't leave us as vulnerable at the back. Um, and that's really my only hope. But for me, it's the Koscielny red card because he's the only centre-half we've got capable of marshalling Costa. And I just don't think we've got anyone else who can handle him without Koscielny next to him. Yeah, and even though Holdings had a few good games here and there, he hasn't had a run. He hasn't had a consistent run. And I, I fear that um, that's going to work against him. And, and we're, we're having to bring Staffy back from a semi-injury. Well, if, it, if I was in the Chelsea dressing room, I'd be, I'd be going, get Holding booked in the first 20 minutes. Yeah, because he's quite an aggressive guy, isn't he? He, get, does, he likes to throw his weight about. Get him booked and then watch him shit himself. Because he is not going to want to get sent off and cost Arsenal the FA Cup final. And he will be treading on eggshells. He hasn't played enough games to have the discipline of playing on a yellow in a high-pressure game against players who they will be play-acting, they will be using every trick up their sleeve. And so they should. That's what you do to win games. And they're masters at it. Do you think there's a chance uh, that there'll be complacency from Chelsea, Alfred? No, to be honest. like One one of the things about Conte and what he's done at Chelsea was that he created a system which can't fail. Like The last time we saw them lose was because... I think it was Pedro who played um, like a makeshift wing back because Victor Moses was out or something like that. Like when they've actually looked vulnerable, it's because they've been forced to break the system in which they learned how to play, where it felt like they were playing independently of what was going on around them because they were parts of a really well well old machinery. And I think that's what's going to turn up. I think even, you know, if Conte doesn't show up on the day, they will know how to win this game. And it's, yeah, I, it, it's worrying that this is the, it's a team we're playing that has gotten here because of a system, not because of, you know, a, a fairy tale like Leicester, for example. I think that, I think you just said it, Conte is an incredible manager. And I think part of the reason that we're so frustrated about Arsene Wenger is because we've seen what happens to a club when you put in a manager who motivates players, instills discipline and has tactical adeptness. And he's transformed them. They finished 10th in the league or wherever it was and he's absolutely transformed them. And there's that sense of what, we're, what we believe at Arsenal is that we've got a really good group of players that with the right leadership could be uh, extremely effective. But he is not going to let go one minute. He wants a double. He's going to get the double. It's going to be brutal, and I just can't see anywhere around that. Do you do you not think though for an FA Cup final, uh, any managerial inadequacies that have been on show for the last ten years might go out the window because it's the FA Cup final, and like the players will be like, "We'll, we'll sort this out amongst ourselves," or 
Like, and Wenger, under pressure, makes changes. And he switched up to a, a back three. It's helping us transition the ball a lot quicker. It's made us more solid um, at the back. We haven't conceded in open play since... Stoke. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which was a game ago. Oh, no, since the last game. Against <laughs> Everton. No, we didn't. There's a penalty. Right, okay, yeah. No, no we haven't conceded. Like, what was uh, Stoke? Was that a penalty? Can't remember. That was a handball from Crouchy. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. We can't defend against a handball. Um, but anyway, like I'm trying to look for positives here, guys. Just go with go with my like slightly flimsy stats. But on on our day, uh, those players can turn up and they beat Chelsea. Um, and I think that Arsene might pull a rabbit out the hat. I do, think that he know- might go for he might go for out and out pragmatism. Hit him on the break. Play, play, uh, play a, a deep block, double pivot, get Coughlin in there. You know, and I think, I think it could be, I think it could be an exciting day. And I don't think it's as cut and shut as everybody says it is. I think we've got brilliant, brilliant players on their day, and I think Arsene might actually do the hairdryer before the match. So this is, could be my last game, boys. Get out there and and show daddy. One of the things that gives me hope is that Hull managed to score two goals against us in ten minutes. That's what can happen. And how we're really shit. We're a lot better than them. And hopefully we don't end up losing this game 3-2 after being 2-0 up. But you're right. Anything can happen. It's the magic of the cup. Yes. Maybe it's, uh, we should be a bit more optimistic. I mean, if, if I was just going to say one thing that Arsene could have prepared the team for this last week that would make the biggest difference, which I think we've failed at again and again in in big games is to train for and account for red cards and yellow cards it feels like something we do over and over and over again it's just get this like surprise send-off or that we get wound up by by someone and if you look at you know as you mentioned in the the last pod matt that chelsea have had no red cards this season and Conte came in, and I think that was the first thing he told players, that if you get a red card at this club, you have a 10-match ban. Because I do not tolerate it. It shows that you are not a professional and that you are not disciplined. And if Wenger has actually had a chat with the boys about avoiding the red cards and actually even trying to bring out a red card out of Costa, something that no one has done this season, but if they could... If he could have some banter training with the old boys and Rob Holding about how to get, you know, Costa sent off. Call his mama slag. <laughs> but if they, if they could get, if they had coached Holding the whole week on getting Costa sent off, I think that could win us the game. It sounds like a recipe for failure. Rob yeah. Holdings <laughs> sent off in the third minute for calling Costa's mama slag. I'm I'm trying to think of uh, shocking FA Cup finals where uh, the result a uh, Wigan who did Wigan um, beat Martinez Man City yeah was that Man City yeah, yeah. so w- Wigan had a, a cup upset uh, Arsenal in 2003 when we were really fucking good we only beat Southampton one nil in a super dreary cup final I think that was um, uh, I think Oleg Luzny got man of the match the only Man of the match in an FA Cup final to get sold or let go the next season, um, but yeah, there, there are there are upsets uh, all the time. Look, if Greece can win 
the European Championships playing the way they did. There's no way that Arsene can't turn in uh, uh, eight at the back performance uh, and get a get a Andy Linegan header last minute. A question I've always had about that the Greece victory you're talking about could they have done it on a rainy night in Stoke? To win the FA Cup for Arsenal. United are left empty-handed at the end of an extraordinary afternoon in Cardiff. So, if there's any chance of success in the cup final, it may well come from an unlikely hero. Over the years, it's sometimes the most unlikely of players who have managed to repel us to success. Think Christopher Ray in that FA Cup semi-final against Wolves. Oh, Remember him? Yes. What a game that was. Was that the game... Um... Is that the same? No, it was terrible. It? They, terrible I, game. It was terrible a terrible game. game. Terrible game. One nil. Villa Park. Horrible. So it was, was it? Um, was it David? Do you remember Dave Seaman and that save that he made? Uh, was it Sheffield? Sheffield United? Another shit game. Oh, awful, awful. But David. he was less of an unlikely hero. Chris Ray was definitely an unlikely hero. Or who were we just talking about? Luzny. Luzny. Yeah, the horse. Horse. Uh, man of the match. He was. Uh, he was. A, he was a great performer in two thousand and three. Uh, the rest have been pretty pretty, pretty standard lovely. yeah like Perez scored against Southampton yeah um, no real surprises against Hull we obliterated uh, Villa in the most one-sided FA Cup I can remember um, yeah I, I'm trying to think of who would be an unlikely hero I don't think I mean the unlikely hero aspect for me like two two things Rob Holding puts in a man-of-the-match performance, has Diego Costa in his pocket, and you wouldn't put it past, if Monreal was playing, you wouldn't put it past him to bang in a screamer from 30 yards. Because he's, he, like, he's he, more than capable of it. He, he gets in on the runs. far post, doesn't he? But because I'm, I'm a very, very literal person, so when you ask me who is an unlikely hero, <laughs> I, I go straight to the unlikeliest scenario that could possibly happen. So I'm thinking either... Two goals from El Nenny, which I think would be very unlikely. Does, it, does he still play for Arsenal? <laughs> I say, yes. Uh, Lucas Perez penalty uh, would be very unlikely. Uh, no, but I think an unlikely hero, uh, which is becoming more and more likely, is actually for Welbeck because he does deliver in big games, and mm, I think he could I like actually. Your thinking. I, I think he could actually be um, our, our player here. Alfred, after that miss against Everton before the Be- the Bellerin goal, I've no, I, I can't believe no one was talking about that after the game. I, that was the worst air shot. That was that, he was about half a yard out and he air shot it. But he's he he's the only Arsenal player that shows up in big games and then misses stuff when it doesn't matter. You know who I think? Granite Jacker. I think Granite. long range effort for oh, Granite. Guy breaks the lines. Oh. oh. Always against really bad teams, but let me tell you, he breaks the lines. 110 passes and then a pile driver into the top left-hand corner. Yeah, that's been shaken out of his game a little bit since the start of the season. He was, he was He's got it in, in it. He's got it in it. I don't know. I'm getting excited about the game now. I am getting very, very excited. Another unlikely hero is Ursel. It would be incredibly unlikely of him to be a hero and, and turn up in this game, as I mentioned before. I, it's just not going to happen, is it? 
What if? What if? Come on. Come on, Mesut. Most likely thing that Urza will do is we'll lose 4-0, but he'll create 13 clear-cut chances. <laughs> and uh, the, the hipsters, the football hipsters will be like, he's back. He's back. Greatest player of all time. The pre-assist. Yeah, we lose 4-0 and then he'll swap shirts with Terry afterwards. Yeah, maybe he'll be the guy. Maybe he'll put the ball out on 26 to give John Terry a I've got it. I know who is going to be the unlikely hero. Arsene Wenger. Oh! oh changes snap. his ways. Yeah, he changes his ways. Uh, he plays a, a really interesting formation. He switches the formation up after 20 minutes. Uh, plays defensively. He puts Conte on the back foot and it's just a, a game of chess the whole game. And then Arsene comes out on top, drops the mic and quits. FA Cup winner. Another unlikely hero, Stan Kroenke, coming down on the pitch and firing Wenger live after a loss. It's like a <laughs> Saturday night massacre. <laughs> okay. Graham. Bradford, Charlie George. Bradford. Oh, Charlie George, who can hit him? Oh, a free goal! Charlie George! Oh, what a fabulous goal by George! Clemens had no chance with that. Boys, it has come to the end. It's time for, I think, some predictions and then some goodbyes. and and maybe some, some well wishes to the lads tomorrow. Oh, God. Well, I'm all nostalgic and emotional uh, right now, so I can't see past uh, an Arsenal win. It's not going to be pretty. I think it's going to be gross. I think Arsene Wenger is going to surprise us. I think the boys are going to play out of their skin. I think they're going to they're gonna be, they're gonna be singing that Freddie Lundberg song in the dressing room pre-game. Like all of the old stars are going to come in and cheer them up, and then they're going to get out there Arsenal fans are going to go wild and I think we're going to turn in uh, the greatest performance of Arsenal's tenure. Just remember, it never goes badly wrong enough for Wenger not to get another season. And I think that this is going to be the same again. And you know what? I wouldn't even care. I would, like, in, in, in this particular moment right now, I don't even care. Let's just win the FA Cup and then we'll worry about Arsenal next. But I'm, I'm really excited and I'm really positive about uh, an Arsenal victory. I've already done my predictions. I think Ursula assists El Nenny twice for a 2 0 win. And Stan fires Wenger live on the pitch, followed with a hug. Well, my heart says never, ever, ever underestimate the Arsenal. We're going to come through with a 2 0 win. Chaka and Welbeck. But, Ooh. I know, my head says. We're going to lose 3-1 or 4-0. I just, I think it's going to be really hard defensively without Koscielny. Um And I'm, I'm a little bit scared. So, fingers crossed. Hopefully we can get an early goal. But not optimistic, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, it's a day in the sun. We get to go back to England for a few days. Uh, and then we can dissect what happens next week but let's stay positive yeah that was a fun uh, episode thank you for for joining alfred thank you pete and thank you matt 
Thank you, Pete. So we'll be reporting back next week uh, with a podcast with the roundup. We'll probably get some sound bites uh, where we're out there. Uh, get some of your opinions before and after the game. And, uh, and we'll see you on the other side. Good luck. Enjoy. See you later. Ciao. Love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts? I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
Hello, it's me, Thomas Anders. Have you listened to my new podcast yet? Modern Talking, Just Different. Now everywhere where you find your podcasts. And it's really true. You won't get closer to me anywhere else recorded in my living room. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Now in your favorite podcast app, Modern Talking, Just Different. We have a date. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.